With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In five, four, three, two, one. It's time for the rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Welcome into the Rundown, the Monday edition here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. I am Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. We have got a lot of, uh, you know, people talk about there's no sports to talk about. I've got a ton of stuff to talk about today, including the Masters moving, how that's a big deal, how that could be a big deal for you, and how the folks at Augusta may have picked the perfect football weekend to do it. Well, we'll talk about that in a moment, but first been uh, uh, chomping at the bit to get my guest involved with the show today. Of course, he is uh, Coach Eric Wilson, friend of the program. Coach, how are you today, man? How are we doing, Rob? I'm glad you're here with us, my friend. I wanted to ask you some questions on the uh, on preparation for a football season and, and stuff like that, but I've got to ask you, the same as I've asked everybody else, what are you using to fill the sports void? Because this week is supposed to be the week where we're all talking about the Masters. I should be getting calls in from our buddy Christopher Thompson. And, of course, he has the, the absolute worst job in radio. He gets to go down to the Masters and, and report on that down there for us. But uh, I know his heart is broken right now. But I tell you what, what are you doing to fill the void? Well, I have a lot of work to do. I'm in the healthcare industry, so uh, unfortunately, or probably fortunately for me, the work hasn't stopped. Uh, and then when I do have some free time because my kids are home and, and everybody's doing school just like everybody else, uh, the gun range, uh, the outdoor gun range, the gun club I'm a member of is still open. So <laughs> I am able to do uh, you know some recreational activities out there. And then I've got a gym in my garage so i'm working out i'm making sure i'm working out like five six days a week right now so i'm staying busy well i would ask for an invite but that's against uh against the whole social (laughs) distancing thing so (laughs) which one to the gym or the gun range oh well either one Uh, well i mean i guess i guess we could stand (laughs) far enough away from each other on the gun range (laughs) yeah that's why that one's still open There's, there's a lot of space there's like three or four different areas that you can shoot and so you can go out there and still keep your distance from people and and get outside and have some stuff to do which is nice well i'm glad to have you on the show with us today and of course uh you do a podcast with your son during football season um that is just a really really cool podcast but you also coached around around the state was a former gamecock assistant and i wanted to ask you some questions about football season coming up here you know you've heard so many different things about is there going to be a season is there not going to be a season but if we get the all clear in say july okay do you think that how much time do you think we'll have to ramp up and get the players ready how much time do you think a team needs to get their players ready to go for the season well, I'd say the biggest thing right now is that everyone's on – it's a level playing field. So it's not like one team's going to be dealing with something different than another team unless certain commissioners take different stances. But my guess is that any team that's allowed to get in there and get started is going to. Uh, the interesting thing is what you're looking at right now in terms of this situation is, is much more similar to what used to happen you know, 20, <laughs> 25 years ago when – you know, the whole team didn't stay there over the summer. You know, some of your upperclassmen did, but, you know, kids still got, still went home over the summers and, and, uh, you know, worked out at home and worked out with trainers and had prescription training programs that they were given, but they weren't there 12 months out of the year. So you're kind of hearkening back to that. Now, the coaches, I can promise you, are all still working right now, whether they're allowed to be in the office or not. 
they're all doing everything, whether it's virtual <clears throat> in terms of developing the off-season programs, studying film. None of the off-season prep work is getting taken away from them because they're able to do all their film, film work and everything virtually, just whether they're in the office or not. The, the biggest thing that, that teams are going to be dealing with is the fact that their kids aren't in there uh, and they're not able to do a lot of the film study and a lot of the mental preparation as well as, as the things in terms of just having your, your thumb on top of them so you can watch them train. So my guess is that you're probably going to see <clears throat> a, a variation in terms of the shape that kids come back in because you don't really have that control over the whole summer where you can work them out and keep them there. And so you're going to have some kids come back in really good shape, but you're going to have a handful of kids or, you know, and some teams even more than a handful of kids come back really out of shape that they're going to have a much steeper conditioning curve when they get into camp. And that's a big deal because you can't really, it's hard to get guys on the same page in terms of executing everything when they're struggling to get back in shape. And I think that's important, too. But, I mean, do you think that uh, – I think the Penn State AD came out, uh, what was it, Friday, and said they need 60 days. Do you think that's a nice round number, or can it be less than that? I mean, I think you can do it in less than that. I mean, honestly, you, there's no reason – and now, again, you know, would you prefer to have 60 days? Sure. I mean, I think they want to get them in shape. Uh, I think that's probably why the ADs are, are saying that, is they, they feel like – you know, they know that there's a good number of kids who really won't work as hard when they're not at the uh, at the school as they will when they're, you know, at home. Uh, they'll kind of be on their own, and, and they know they're going to get kids back in worse shape than if they would have had them. So they probably feel like, you know, we've got to have a certain amount of time to get conditioning underneath us. But from a learning curve standpoint, <clears throat> I promise you they've all got their playbooks. They're all – uh, I'm sure being asked to study things, I'm sure they're being given virtual tests. I know that some of the coaches I've talked to are doing that, you know, they're, and I'm sure that's probably happening in more places than it's not where guys are being quizzed on a weekly basis on stuff they're supposed to know so that they can make sure they don't lose the mental aspect of it. You know, the biggest piece of it's going to be the physical piece, A, conditioning, and B, just getting them in shape in terms of getting hit because so many teams – either got almost, you know, very little spring practice or no spring practice. So you got a lot of these freshmen who came in at the mid-year uh, who you thought you were going to get, you know, a good three weeks of spring ball underneath your belt, and they got none. Um, and then you're going to have them with almost no summer workouts. So those guys are going to be the guys who are going to really struggle the most. Being a – you've been on the inside of, of uh, a, a Power 5 program. Can you talk to us a little bit about how much – football kind of leads the way because if we don't have a football season in my mind the economics say that that's going to affect sports programs across every college right well there's there's no question i mean and if you're talking about not having a football season the the you've got two components to it a you've got the the season ticket component all the revenue that the direct attendance plays on the football stadium and the school itself, all the concessions that they make off of that, the money that, that all the ancillary businesses make off of parking, hotels in the area. So there's huge economic impact to that. And then in addition, if you're not playing uh, and you look at the TV revenue, that's, that's really the biggest piece of the puzzle when you look at what's happened over the course of the last 20 years, how much TV revenue has increased. That's a humongous piece of the pie that won't get distributed. Uh, just because it won't be realized. Uh, even if you look back at, um, I think I looked, read something last week that was talking about the the distributions to the different teams in the SEC based upon what they anticipated from the basketball revenue versus what actually happened. And when you're talking hundreds of millions of dollars uh, through the conference that was lost that didn't get distributed among the teams. And, and with football, the numbers are even bigger. So it's a huge economic impact on all these schools because their revenue isn't just based on attendance and direct uh, fan participation. A huge part of it is based on this TV share. Coach Eric Wilson joining us here on the rundown this afternoon as uh, we look at uh, what could be the upcoming college football season. You know, there's reports out there uh, on several different sites that, uh, that I follow that say that if we, we may have empty stadium sports, do you think that's something that uh, is is viable? And, and and if so, I mean, wow, that that would change everything. 
Well, I did. That's it's interesting because you, you mentioned the the podcast with my son, and he and I were actually talking about this this morning. And he said he was asking me, you know, what do you think the odds are that they won't have football? And I think they'll probably figure out a way to play football. I'd be surprised if they don't because uh, because I'm in the medical industry and and I have to deal with this stuff on a regular basis. You know, the biggest threat and the biggest concern whether it's among healthcare professionals, lawmakers, and the people who set regulations, is really, really big crowds of people together in one place. <clears throat> I think it, you could take your teams, you know, 60 days from now, uh, as long as they've kind of gotten this thing slowed down and the curve is on the way down, and you could do the, the things up front in terms of testing, making sure that you don't bring anybody back into the, the – uh, facilities who's been exposed to a carrier in the last 60 days. By then, I think you're going to have a lot of these uh, short uh, response tests, as well as there's a new test out for antibodies that's just been fast-tracked by the FDA, where you can check and see whether you have antibodies to the virus, which means you either had it and didn't display symptoms, or you've just got antibodies to it and you're not going to be able to get it. So I think they could pretty easily take the players and the coaching staffs and the support personnel and figure out, okay, we can put these people together for a period of time. And as long as we keep them kind of all to themselves, we can be pretty safe. The bigger concern is going to be the, the atmosphere of the stadiums and just the masses of people who pack into those stadiums that you just can't control, regulate, or know where they're coming from. So, Depending on what this curve looks like, I think we've got a pretty good chance to see sports and college football. I think the opportunity for stadiums to be empty uh, is much, much greater based upon this concern of mass gatherings unless there's some kind of a, a vaccine or something that's developed at that point where the doctors feel like they've got a real control over the whole thing. Coach Eric Wilson joining us here on The Rundown this afternoon. Interesting stuff there with the uh, the empty empty stadiums. I know the NBA is uh, talking about quarantining players and having them play at, uh, at at small gyms, basically, just to complete the season. Most teams had like 15 games left, I think, uh, to get before the uh, before the playoffs. So that that's one interesting thing. But let's talk about something that's positive. Today, Caesar Sportsbook uh, announced their over-under totals for uh, college football. And we'll stick with the Gamecocks and get your opinion on this. They've got South Carolina at five and a half. Coach, are you taking the over or the under? <laughs> you know how much I love to make predictions, right? I know, uh, right? I think... <laughs> but you have to make a prediction on over-under day. Well, I think a huge part of it's going to be, and the, the hard part about this is because it's just so unknown, is whether Bolo or not can get the offense moving. I think defensively, you know, other than, than two seasons ago when the, when the secondary really got hit hard with injuries, um, I think Muschamp's always going to figure out a way to put a defense out there that can be competitive. Uh, I think when you look at, at the addition of a guy like Jordan Birch, who, you know, if they do the right things with him, they could potentially get him to play early. He's an impact player on the defensive line. Uh, you got a, another teammate of his, Alex Huntley, who from a defensive tackle standpoint could be a difference maker. I think they've done a good job. So the big question is, you know, I think the defensive side of the ball will figure out how to be okay. But, you know, I think Josh Kendall did a really good article on this uh, a few weeks ago about what are the proper expectations for a defense in today's day and age of college football. And you can't – the expectation of being able to, to keep people to 14 points – that's like that's not even realistic anymore. When you look at the Alabamas of the world, the, the reality of the world is if you can play defense and keep people to 21, you know, 21 to 24 points a game in today's day and age, you're playing pretty well. If you're below 20, you're really playing well. And so the reality of it is from an offensive standpoint, they got to figure out how they can put, you know, 28 points plus on the board every week. And the teams that are really, really playing well are putting – you know, 35 to 40 points on the board on the average. And that's something that offensively South Carolina has not been able to consistently do in a long time. And, and the, the big wild card is what's Mike Bolo going to be able to do with this offense. Uh, we read that in the first week of spring practice, 
when they were practicing that almost 75% of the snap. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. We're taken from under center. Uh, I know why they're doing that, but it's obviously very, very different. Uh, changes the timing of your route structure. It puts a lot more pressure on the offensive line. Uh, obviously makes your running game better. <clears throat> but a lot of it's going to come down to can Bobo get the offense on the right track and can they score points? So it's, that's hard for me to say, would I take you over the under? If you put me up against the wall, I'd take, I, I'd take the, uh, the over on it and I'd say I think they're going to win more than five and a half. There you go. Coach Eric Wilson joining us here on the rundown this afternoon. And, of course, you always know once we get over the uh, the – this, uh, I don't even know what to call it anymore. There's so many different names out there. But at the point where we can actually be social again, you are always welcome in studio, sir. I hope you know that. Oh, hey, you know, I love being in the studio. And obviously the, the, the big thing, you know, I love being on, uh, on our Saturday pregame broadcast with Christopher Thompson. That's just a blast for me. I love South Carolina, the South Carolina fan base, and, and everything that has to do with South Carolina football. So, you know, from a selfish perspective, I hope that they get this thing figured out and everybody can get back to it. Because the reality of it is, I think our society is going to need sports uh, even more than they usually do just because of all. There's a lot of stuff going on right now. It's not just, you know, the, the uh, fact that we're all stuffed in our homes, but there's a lot of people that are going to be impacted economically. And I do think sports gives people a hope and a joy that they don't always get from other places. So selfishly and, and for the, uh, uh, for the best of our city and for the best of our university and our, our college football uh, fan base, I hope we get a chance to play and, and to see people at the stadiums this fall. Tell folks where they can follow you on Twitter. Cause uh, your Twitter is a fascinating follow. Uh, even right now, it's really cool stuff you're putting out there. <laughs> uh, so my Twitter handle is at coach Eric Wilson. Uh, and it's pretty much all football with every once in a while a mix of a little bit of politics. I try to keep that to a minimum. Uh, but mostly, you know, I, I love I'm, – I'm an ex-line coach, so I, I try to put some interesting stuff there about the offensive line. I posted something the other day. Uh, there's a guy that I follow called The Big Guy. And uh, if, you, if you're a fan of Napoleon Dynamite and you've ever watched the Napoleon Dynamite movie, I put up a, a guy who was an offensive lineman who was doing the Napoleon Dynamite dance. Uh, so I try to put stuff on there that's interesting to watch. And then during the season, uh, in the off season, I'll put stuff about commitments, things of that nature. But during the season, I, I pretty much live tweet during all the games. So if you follow me, you can kind of I'll talk about what I see during the games, what you know, what's happening, why did they potentially call that play, mistakes on route structure, things that the average fan might not pick up, so that uh, people that are following me can actually get some information that's useful and that that helps them. Uh, evaluating stuff that's going on on the screen in front of them. I'll buy you some tots when it's time to come back to studio, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, don't take my tots. Don't take my tots. Coach Eric Wilson joining us. Hey, man, thanks a lot, and we'll talk to you uh, hopefully soon, my friend. All right, Rob. Have a good one, man. All right, Coach Eric Wilson joining us on the rundown this afternoon. Uh, interesting. couple of things from him there. First of all, you know, he works in the healthcare industry, and he thinks that there may be a point where it, uh, it looks like we may have empty stadium sports. Of course, that's coming from, uh, from his perspective. And the other thing, he has, of course, the uh, South Carolina Gamecocks. He has them over in the Caesar Sportsbook, has them at five and a half. He thinks they're going to go over on that. We'll talk about that and the rest of the SEC and ACC teams. In fact, there's only two teams 
pick to finish um, ahead of Clemson as far as the national title hopes. We'll tell you about that and a lot more in just a moment. Of course, you're listening to The Rundown here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Of course, around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports Talk will be joining us at 4 o'clock to take over for me. I am here for you. You can call us at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us on the rundown, this is Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to the rundown. My name is Rob Sanders. Reach out to me on Fox Sports Radio 1400 here at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us here on the rundown, I'm going to give you the over and under on some stuff here. These are the over under numbers for the SEC, starting with Alabama. They've got the Crimson Tide at 10.5. You can uh, call in and tell me what you think about each one of these. 803 978 1832. You can play along on Facebook Live as well. Crimson Tide, 10.5, over and under on that. Florida's at 10. Georgia's at 10. Texas A&M is at 9.5. LSU is at 9. Auburn is at 8.5. Tennessee is at 7.5. Kentucky's at 7. Mississippi State is at 6.5. Ole Miss is at 5.5. South Carolina's at 5.5. And And Mizzou is at 5. Arkansas is at 3.5. And Vanderbilt, they've got the Commodores as uh, th- at three wins. So you're over and unders on those. I'll give you the ACC, and then I'll give you my picks on these here. In the ACC, it's uh, kind of interesting. They've got Clemson picked at 11.5. So if you're going to pick on, if you're going to bet against Clemson, you're going to think they're going to lose one game. Tigers heavily favored this season. Uh, Florida State at 7.5. Louisville at 7.5. Wake Forest at seven, Syracuse at five and a half, Boston College at five, followed by NC State at four and a half. In the Coastal Division, they've got Miami at nine, North Carolina at eight and a half, Virginia Tech at eight, uh, Virginia at six and a half, Pitt at six and a half, Duke at five and a half, and Georgia Tech at three. All right, so when I look at these, there's a couple of things that stick out to me. Number one, in the Coastal Division for the ACC, they have Miami at nine. Miami's not winning nine football games. Take the under on that. North Carolina at eight and a half. North Carolina is going to go under on that, but I think it's because they have, they could drop. Uh, I think they're scheduled to play Georgia and UCF. If they start slow at the beginning of the season, they could drop both of those games. I've got the Tar Heels winning eight. Eight was my early projection on that. Virginia Tech's at eight. Take the under on that as well. Georgia Tech is at three. Take the over. Yellow Jackets are going to be on the cusp of being uh, on the bowl, being bowl eligible, in my opinion. Uh, Florida State at seven and a half. I, that's kind of a I, I, you can't say a push because they can't win a half a game. But I think I'd take the under there with Florida State winning seven. Wake Forest at seven sounds about right. NC State at four and a half. I think that NC State's going to win five games. That one's going to be really, really close. In the SEC, as we roll along here this afternoon, I'm going to love to get your thoughts on these as well at 803-978-1832. LSU is at nine. I think that is – I think LSU is going to win eight games. I think that's too many. They lost 16 guys to the NFL draft. And, of course, LSU fans. I'm in a Facebook group with a bunch of LSU fans. They are the most delusional fan base on the planet. Everything out of their mouth is how they beat Clemson. It's really funny when you really think about it. First time they've been to the college football playoff, and they think that they're the absolute best team ever. You also can't say anything to them about Joe Burrows. They heard my show the other day where I said that I'd take Tua over Burrows. And, by the way, uh, there is one other quarterback that – the Cincinnati Bengals want that's not Joe Burrows. I'll tell you who that is after uh, this segment. But we also have um, LSU. At, I think LSU is going to win eight games, so take the under there on that. Tennessee's at seven and a half. Take the over. Kentucky is at seven. 
Oof, that is a tough one there. I have to look at their non-conference schedule. Off the top of my head, I've got Kentucky winning eight games, though. Uh, Look for Mizzou to do better than five. Arkansas to win four. They're at three and a half. And Vanderbilt, I think they're going two and ten. Your thoughts on that? 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us on the rundown this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Very interesting stuff there with the over-unders on on several teams. But uh, just my, my raw emotion there. I gave you the ones that I think are uh, just flat out off, but the ones that are really close, Alabama at 10 and a half, it's pretty good. Florida at 10, Georgia at 10. Georgia may lose a couple games this year. I'm not sure on Georgia. I'm not, has anybody really sold on Kirby Smart? Yeah, I know that he brings in all these great recruits and all that, but what have you done, Kirby Smart? Eh, not the most impressive uh, run. Yeah, they win all these games, but it's all about the number of championships. He's got, what, one SEC title? And he's got all of these all of these top recruiting classes? Kind of crazy. By the way, there are two teams that are picked ahead of Clemson in the, uh, as far as the national title front. And I put this up on my blog page at FoxSportsRadio1400.com. The two teams, one of them is Ohio State. Apparently, there are a lot of folks in the, uh, in the world of Las Vegas that love them some, uh, some Big Ten stuff. I mean, Ohio State, yeah, they're, they're going to be a decent team. But do you think they're beating Clemson? I'm not sure on that. Craziness on that front. But there was one other team, and I'm going to bring it up here because I forgot who it was. I do have it listed here. I'm not sure why my stuff is not showing up like it's supposed to. If you go to the blog page, it's at foxsportsradio1400.com. Interesting stuff there with Ohio State being one of the teams there. And I've got the other one as I'm perusing through my notes here. But they predict that Ohio State is the one team that will have an advantage if they played Clemson heads up. And they do think that the closest matchup that will be in the Clemson uh, for Clemson this season will be the Notre Dame game in November. So that's some interesting stuff there as well. 803-978-1832-803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us this afternoon on the rundown here on Fox Sports Radio 1400, Around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Appreciate uh, everyone checking us out. Uh, I love the folks that follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good, and they tell me I say stupid stuff. I'm fine with that. That's okay. <laughs> I kind I have I had to get used to that when I first started doing the show, because generally my my friends that you know I'm used to my friends telling me, "All right, Rob, you're an idiot," but then people I don't know telling me, "Hey, Rob, you're an idiot." You know, I'm used to my friends telling me, all right, Rob, you're an idiot. But then people I don't know telling me, hey, Rob, you're an idiot. It kind of hit me hard at first, and I had to realize, ah, got to deal with that, Rob. Just let it go. But we would love to take your calls this afternoon on the over and unders for the ACC and the SEC. Um, Ohio State and Alabama are small favorites over Clemson if they were to play today according to Jeff Davis from Caesars. And he says Clemson has the shortest odds strictly because of their schedule. So in his mind, if Clemson squared up with Alabama or Ohio State, they lose both times. Interesting, interesting, interesting. 803 is the number to call. If you want to join us on the rundown this afternoon, Lawton Swan of Clumps and Sports Talk will be with us this afternoon at 4 o'clock. Uh, after the break, when we come back, the Masters has moved. I'll tell you when the Masters is going to be and how it's going to affect your football season. Yes, it's going to be during football season. Stick around for that. We'll talk about that when we get back. Of course, as always, I'm on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. 
Phone calls at 803-978-1832. We also have, um, later on this week, tomorrow, Will Pelagic joins us. He will uh, talk a little football, a little baseball with us. And uh, Teddy Hefner will also be with us tomorrow afternoon. And then on Wednesday, Tim Frisbee joins us here on The Rundown. We'll talk a little football with him as well. More of The Rundown in just a moment. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to The Rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. As always, reach out to me on the phones at 803-978-1832. I'll take Twitter messages as well. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. Also, Facebook Live is up and going. Just find Rob Sanders on Facebook. You can uh, follow the show on Facebook Live. All right. The Masters has decided that they are going to do the tournament, the target date. Now, this is if they... uh, if things go well, okay, and, and, and what I'm trying to say is, is that it's kind of sports in a vacuum, and I just got to be honest with you. I'm going to do everything I can to put out the good information about COVID-19. I think this is something that's serious, and it's affecting all of us, but I also think that, as Coach Wilson was saying earlier, sports are the great escape. So in my mind, I am thinking that what the Masters is telling us is what they're going to try to do. So in their minds, they're going to try to shoot for the Masters to be on November 12th through the 15th. All right? So with that, that's going to affect football season. You have to think in your head for a moment. Am I going to go to a college football game or am I going to go to the Masters? Because that's going to be your reality. For Clemson fans, it's pretty easy. Clemson fans, you will be playing uh, the Citadel. And no disrespect to the Citadel, but that game will probably be over in the first quarter. Uh, And I don't think that's going to be like one of the higher rated matchups for Clemson this season. You know, I hate to be that way. One of the uh, for South Carolina, they are playing on the road at LSU. So unless you're making the trek to LSU, then you will probably be thinking, "All right, it's cool, no big deal. I can go to the Masters, follow the Gamecock game on Twitter down there, or whatever it is. However it is, you can get around Augusta and get your uh, updates because we don't know what time the LSU game is going to be. It could be a high noon game. You never know." Okay, But it is interesting, though. I think there are a lot of college football fans in the Augusta, um, in the Augusta, the Augusta National Clubhouse, basically. The folks that run things down there. I think they were very meticulous in their thinking when they thought, oh, we're going to put this on college football season. Uh, put this on during college football season. This is important. Here are some, the, the, the games that weekend. You know, we always have a couple weekends every year that are pretty much flat-out garbage games. Generally, it's SEC teams that schedule no one, you know, because the SEC teams are like, well, we don't, we don't play home-and-homes with anyone, but you're, we're supposed to uh, think, we want you to think that we're the absolute best conference in the world, even though we don't play home-and-homes, you know, that, that kind of thing. I've talked about that before. But here's some of the matchups. As I said, Clemson playing the Citadel. Alabama's playing UT Martin. Auburn is playing UMass. Ohio State is playing Maryland. Oklahoma is playing Kansas State. I will give Ohio State and Oklahoma some credit there. I mean, at least they have a conference game. The biggest Week 11 games right now, in theory, are Georgia and Tennessee. Rivalry matchup, so Georgia fans, they're going to have to figure out what they want to do. 
Uh, Southern Cal and Washington, they're so far out west, I don't think it matters to them. Iowa and Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And Penn State, Michigan State. That could be a good matchup, but Penn State, when I look at those games, just off the top of my head, the Georgia-Tennessee game is probably the biggest one because that game could decide the SEC East standings that late in the season. We could be talking about if Tennessee can uh, can get their boat right, they, that could be the game that uh, pushes the, uh, the Vols over the top if they can improve on last season and Jeremy Pruitt takes them to the promised land. Or it could be Tennessee gets knocked out and Georgia has their opportunity to stamp their ticket to go to Atlanta. The other games, I, I don't see them as, you know, anything that the world is going to stop and go crazy about. It also puts ESPN in a spot. Because if you look at it from this perspective, their college game day, they're going to have to do like a split there. College game day is going to, you know, is a, is a Saturdays in the fall tradition. Huh, how's that going to work out? So COVID-19 has really had its effect on folks. Some people like the idea of having the Masters in November. We'll take your calls on that. If you had, if you're, a, let's say you're a Georgia fan or a Tennessee fan, or even if you're a, a hardcore Clemson or South Carolina fan, if you had the choice of one or the other in November, which one are you going to go to? 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. I posted this earlier on my uh, on my Facebook page on the piece that I wrote up on my on the blog page and it was crazy. People were flat out saying, I think it was like a 90 90% uh, lean to they'd rather go to a Clemson or South Carolina football game. The 10% are the folks for the Masters. Interesting stuff there. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. You can send me messages on Facebook. You can also uh, send me messages on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. Beth online says, whatever I have a ticket to. She says, which is football. I don't think, I think Beth's the big Clemson fan. She hasn't missed a Clemson game in years. But, I guess it's hard enough to get master's tickets anyway. You know, the people that were really upset were the people that finally won that master's lottery. You know, where, okay, you can have your tickets. And then all of a sudden, uh, no, we're not having the master's right now. Because this is supposed to be the week, man. Right now, everybody that got tickets is jacked up, getting ready for the par three and everything else this week. I joke about Christopher Thompson, my buddy, uh, of course, our sports director here at iHeartMedia, who has just the awful task of going and covering Augusta. You know, I think that uh, I, I think I, I've mentioned that I would bear that load for him and go down there and do it. And I get shot this look of, no, no, Rob, I'll take care of it. And goof a little bit on Tove. But now Tove's got to make a decision. Uh oh. <laughs> what are we going to do about the Masters? Maybe this is the year that Christopher Thompson will send me to the Masters and I can go down there and cover the Masters. I've got I've got the nice uh pair of slacks and the uh the nice shirt. I could go down there and do some Masters reports. Hashtag send Rob to the Masters Tof. Put that on Twitter for me. Maybe he'll catch it and I could go and uh and take care of the Masters. I mean, he's got to take care of Gamecock football. Oh, I forgot. I have to help cover the Gamecocks here, too. Bump, bump, bump. <laughs> so the Masters being on a in November, it's going to be interesting. Some other aspects of it, too. If we have a cold snap, that's going to change the way Augusta plays. We're so used to having uh, the Masters in the spring. Ah, it's going to be cold. Maybe cold down there. The grass may be different. It's going to be interesting either way. We'd love to take your calls about the Masters at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call to join us on the rundown this afternoon. Coming up, after we get back from our break here in a moment, I've got a couple of other stories that we're going to throw at you, including... Uh, these, were, these were like, whoa, wait a minute. The DeAndre Hopkins-David Johnson trade is starting to get complicated. I posted about this on the blog page 
interesting stuff on that front. Also, the Bengals might be interested in another quarterback that is not Joe Burrow, and it's not Tua Tonga Viola either. We'll talk about that when we come back from our break in just a moment. Of course, would love to get your uh, response on the over-under numbers for the ACC and the SEC. We'll have those for you. Uh, we'll take your calls on that as well as at 803-978-1832. Five and a half for the Gamecocks, 11 and a half for Clemson. Mm. I mean, it, the easy. I think the, it's easy to sit here. Coach Eric Wilson said that he's taking the over with the Gamecocks. Do you take the over with Clemson? Going undefeated is hard really is. Having to go on the road to Notre Dame, that might be the game that's the kicker there. But when you look at Clemson's schedule, pretty much the games that they've lost have been games that they, over the past, what, five years? I mean, let's be honest. You had the the game with Syracuse, which made no sense. The game with Pitt that really made no sense. I'm talking about regular season games that Clemson has lost. They have head-scratcher games, games that they're they're kind of favored in. They generally win. It's going to be interesting. Either way, 11.5 for the Tigers. More of the rundown in just a moment. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. Final segment of the rundown this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400, 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832 is the number to call if you want to join us on the rundown this afternoon. I posted this story on my blog page uh, last night. According to Pro Football Talk, the DeAndre Hopkins-David Johnson trade is getting very complicated. Now, and the reason that it's getting very complicated is that the two teams did not have, or the two players that are in this big trade that was supposed to go down between Houston and uh, Arizona, both both guys have not taken a physical. So according to Mike Florio... Now, why is this a big deal? Because there are draft picks involved in this year's draft. So if both players don't get a physical, then this trade will be canceled. So Bill O'Brien, who, of course, this is on the blog page too, made comments that, uh, according to Michael Irvin, that he didn't like the fact that DeAndre Hopkins had baby mamas and other things. He didn't like the lifestyle, I guess, of DeAndre Hopkins, even though DeAndre Hopkins is, you know, you're not, when you're a coach, you're not paid to worry about the lifestyle that people lead. You're paid to uh, deal with what these guys have got as far as what they do on the football field. And DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best receivers in the NFL, over 100 catches last season, three-time Pro Bowler, just an amazing overall player. But this trade could go up in smoke that if they don't get the physicals for both both players. So Bill O'Brien could end back up with DeAndre Hopkins, and we got to figure this out quick. Because if not, all of, the, all of the draft picks and everything are going back. Wow. O'Brien has stuck by his decision to trade, saying, I would say the deal with Arizona was a deal that we felt was in the best interest of our team. Hopkins was a great football player here. He made so many plays for us. We loved DeAndre Hopkins, but he had three years left on his deal, and, we wanted to, and he wanted to raise, and we aren't going to be able to go in that direction. We felt like we had a great offer from Arizona that involved picks. There's a lot of things that go into trades, lots of thought that go in, according to a, a conference call with Texan season ticket holders on Friday. So it's a horrible trade on paper for Houston, and now... They may get, if they can't get the physicals, they may get DeAndre Hopkins back. But I guess Bill O'Brien doesn't want him. Crazy. I'm at that point now where if I'm DeAndre Hopkins, I've already figured out, hey, these people don't want me here. They don't want to pay me. 
So you know what I would do? Everybody else does it too. Sit out. You want more money? Sit out. You've already know, you already know that they don't want you there anyway. If they don't want you there, sit out. Tell them you're going to pay me. It's not my fault that they couldn't get the physicals together. That's not on me. I'm doing what I was supposed to do. You traded me to another team. I have three years left on my deal, but I want to raise. I wouldn't come off of that. You only have so much time in the NFL. Hopkins is 27 years old. Okay, He's at the point now where he's maybe a year into his prime. And I think a lot of receivers kind of dip down a little bit once they reach 30. You can make that argument. Will Hopkins do that? I don't know. But the reality is, is that he all the balls are in his court if this trade does not go through with uh, the Arizona Cardinals. But I, if I were Hopkins, and I'm not, but if I were his agent, I would tell him, uh, we're going to tell the Houston Texans, sorry, you've already shown you don't want me here. You're going to have to pay up. You've got to pay a stupid tax. That's what, you're, that's what it basically is. When you trade a, a, a wide receiver in his prime that DeAndre Hopkins is, and then you get him back because of other stupidity, you have to pay the stupid tax. And you're going to pay me the stupid tax, or I'll sit out because uh, other teams are going to pay me, which means they're going to trade him again because he doesn't need to be in that situation. Maybe Hopkins doesn't want to do that, but that's how the NFL works nowadays. You are the deal that you make. You cannot, you cannot argue about the deal that you sign. You sign your own gig. And if he doesn't like the gig and they tried to trade him and he realizes they don't want him, it's a good move for DeAndre Hopkins. wouldn't play another down for Houston unless I got some idiot tax money. I'd make Bill O'Brien pay through his nose. He's stupid enough. He might just do it. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. You know, I said last week here on the rundown that we had um, a lot of, of people, or I, I'm in the camp of, I don't think you draft Joe Burrow's number one overall. Joe Burrows could not get off of the bench at Ohio State, okay? And I know that people are like, well, he got injured. Okay, well, if that's the case and we're just able to overlook injuries, then I don't want to hear anybody uh, complaining about Tua Tonga Viola and his injuries. Don't want to hear it. If we're going to give Joe Burrow a blanket statement of, oh, he got injured and then that, that's why he didn't play well at Ohio State, it's not my problem. I'm going by he couldn't break through the depth chart at Ohio State and he had to transfer. Okay? Simple as that. Guess what? The Bengals, according to Peter King, they're high on somebody else. And it's not to a tongue of viola. It's quarterback Justin Herbert. Yes, the man from Oregon. They are high on Justin Herbert. Would they draft him overall? At number one, I don't know. But they may move back in the draft. They may trade away from taking Joe Burrows. They are obviously listening to this program. Because in my opinion, it's hard for me to say you take one quarterback who had one great year. Now, I know that LSU fans, and you're welcome to call in at 803-978-1832, he had a monumental year. I'm not taking anything away from him. One of the best years in college football history. But I'm a guy that values consistency. You need to be consistent. Has he had a consistent college career? No, he hasn't. Sorry. If you're not consistent, you're not worthy to be number one overall. I stick by what I said last week. The only player that I think that should be drafted number one is Chase Young. And I'm, I'm, I despise the Big Ten. I think the Big Ten is a load of crap. But Chase Young has all the measurables, and I think he has the best chance of being a franchise-type player. So if I'm drafting, I'm taking Chase Young at number one. I take Isaiah Simmons at number two. Number three for me would be Tua Tonga Viola, and then I would probably go with Joe Burrows after that. But it's hard for me to say, you know what, we're going to take the number one overall pick. Number one pick. In the draft, they only have one of those a year. We're going to take the number one overall pick and put it behind a guy that only had one really good season. And you can make the argument, and, and some people 
people get upset when I say this. Why can't we make the argument that he was a system quarterback? He did a hell of a lot better when he had uh, Brady's offense. Brady's offense was so spectacular, they gave him a job with the Carolina Panthers as the offensive coordinator. He went from passing game coordinator at LSU to the offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers. Why can't we say that about Brady, that, hey, he's a product of that system? Oh, no, 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 no. We're just supposed to look at he did this and he did that, and he's got great football IQ. Here's what Tua Tunga Viola has. Tua Tunga Viola slings the ball. He's got a grade A-plus arm, according to Pro Football Focus. There is no doubt about him, other than the injury front. If Tunga Viola's healthy, I think he's an all-pro quarterback. I don't feel the same way about Joe Burrows. I think he needs the system. He's got to find the right spot. And let's be honest, the Bengals don't really have a great system. The Bengals have sucked forever. And going there, it'll, they'll, they'll probably continue to suck because I don't think that they make the right decisions overall, to be honest with you. And let's be honest on this, too. It's not like Burroughs is beating down the doors to go play in Cincinnati. All right, tomorrow on the rundown, we will have Will Pelagic. Also, Teddy Hefner joins us tomorrow as we roll along through the week. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Soundsgood. Would love to hear from you there. And, of course, the podcast. If you missed the interview with Coach Eric Wilson, he says he thinks we're going to play in front of empty stadiums this fall. Yeah, download that later on. Subscribe wherever you are to the podcast. It's on the uh, Apple Podcasts, of course, Spreaker. However you buy, sell, steal, get your favorite podcast. You can find it. Just look for The Rundown with Rob Sanders. Blog page is up as well this afternoon. Check that out at uh, FoxSportsRadio1400.com. Clemson Sports Talk is next. My name is Rob Sanders. I am done. I'm on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. We'll see you tomorrow. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.